Welcome to the Wildlife Around You Show, a casual nature podcast with your hosts, Blaine and Lainey, both nature enthusiasts. Hello. Hi. How have you been? Good. You? Doing great. What have you come across lately? So we have screech owls in our backyard. We had two for a while, but I think another one, I think one of them left to find a different territory, but we have one. Cute. Very cautious. Come out and it follows us to make sure we're not a threat. Taking a presidents in our tree. Yep. Likes it. And mostly stays in the same region. Every once in a while, come down a little lower to get water because we've got a few bird baths and water sources. So I have to go out and see it every morning. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, so recently it was that I drive through line with my daughter and looked over and there was a robin sitting right next to the microphone of the drive through eating a worm. Wow. So just look around and nature comes and finds you sometimes. <laughs> that is how we saw one of our first possums. That's true. <laughs> we were in the parking lot of a restaurant and looked <laughs> over and climbing down the tree was this possum. It started with glowing eyes of, there's something in that tree. So. Sometimes you don't have to look too hard. You just have to look. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today? The black vulture. Oh, any experiences you want to share with vultures? Particularly <laughs> black vultures? Is that the kind that we have here? I thought we had turkey vultures. Or do we have Got both? both. Got both. I have a hard time keeping, distinguishing them. So I, I, before we moved to Texas, I had never seen a vulture in person, and we have always liked going for walks. And so I think it was, what, the first or second week we lived here, we were walking through a neighborhood, and I could see this giant bird. And as we got closer, it just kind of looked at us like, what's up, and went back to eating. And they are so much bigger than I expected. Yeah. But after living here for so long, I'm used to it of like, oh, they're vultures. Yeah, find them on the sides of roads, taking care of all the roadkill. Mm -hmm. On tree limbs, power lines, and whenever you're driving around, there's always some, at least two or three circling in various sections of the city. So, Yeah, remember that too, because we were only like 15 feet away from it. Yeah. You were huge, comparatively. Yeah, so turkey vultures are the bigger of the two, so we're talking about the smaller ones. Right. Ones that don't have the redheads. So they are a large bird. They measure between 25 and 28 inches in height and have a wingspan of around five and a half feet. That's just barely shorter than me. Yeah, their wingspans. Birds are They make amazing. a lot of noise when they Yes, they do. <laughs> They're very noisy. No, not so graceful either. No, and when they land, not graceful either. <laughs> yeah, which we learned at one of the state parks. Part of that is the design of their feathers because their feathers are, what do they say, they're hollow or something like that. And so if you just have a single feather and you whip it back and forth, you get that same kind of. Mm -hmm. But it's also so. built for their glider. Yeah, they soar and glide. So as we said, 
Their plumage is mostly black. They have a head that's naked. There's no feathers on it. And they have a hooked beak. Um, its legs and feet are grayish white. And it has short, broad wings. <laughs> Quote, unquote, short. Five and a half feet. <laughs> broad wings with a distinctive white patch near the wingtips. So we're... Where can people look for vultures? Because vultures are probably much wider spread than we, we think sometimes. Yes. It's similar to you when we first moved here. I was like, there are vultures everywhere. I don't ever remember seeing vultures before. Yeah. And then as we've gone back and visited some places where another oh, vultures here. there, we just didn't acknowledge them. Yeah. So they are native to the Americas and can be found from the Southeast U.S. to South America and they are very adaptable. They inhabit a variety of habitats, forests, grasslands, savannas, coastal areas, and urban environments. I, it's been interesting just seeing how many we have here. Because I see them more in, in the city than I do when we're out in the country. Partly there's a lot more roadkill and other stuff here. And there are sometimes vultures are the roadkill as well. Um, but because of their adaptability, they thrive in every different landscape. Yeah. And fun fact, the Cameron Zoo in Waco, part of it was built over an original... Rookery? No, not roost. Roost, yeah. Roost of vultures. And so if you get there towards the end of the hours of the (laughs) zoo, it's just crawling with... Hundreds. All over the place. They're on the grounds. They cover all the trees and other stuff. They're all there to roost and hang out, especially during times of the year. So, it's worth checking out. A place to see lots of vultures. That's a good one. Yep, Cameron Zoo. So they don't build nests or have permanent homes like other bird species, but instead they will roost in trees, on cliffs, or on structures such as abandoned buildings or communication towers. A lot of the towers around here, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll find them on. Um, they typically choose roosting sites that provide a good vantage point to spot food sources, and they lay their eggs directly on the ground. Sure, I didn't know that. So what are their, some of their fun behaviors? <laughs> they are always in groups, and they roost in very large groups. And like we've talked about before, it can number in the hundreds. So black vultures aggressively prevent non-relatives from joining them at their roosts or following them to food sources. And they can attack each other by pecking, biting, wing pummeling, and foot grappling. They're, they can be feisty. They're like ninjas. <laughs> You're not part of my family? You are not welcome. <laughs> and they're generally silent because they lack a voice box, but they communicate with hissing or grunting sounds when interacting with each other. Yeah. As far as families go, they form monogamous pairs um, that usually mate for life. And they'll lay one to three eggs in that scrape nest that we had talked about, which is usually on the ground. Um, Both parents will take turns incubating the eggs for about 40 days. And the chicks um, are born naked, blind, and helpless. And they rely entirely on their parents for food and protection. And then they'll fledge and leave the nest after about 70 to 80 days. But they may stay with their parents for several months before becoming fully independent. So what do they need to watch out for? As adults, they don't really have natural predators because they're so big in size by themselves and because they're in groups. Unless they don't get off the road fast enough. Yeah. Some of the highways. 
Yeah, that's most of what we see. And it take they have to have a little bit of space to take off because they are so big. Yeah. Um, their eggs and young, obviously, like with most birds, they are the most vulnerable because of mammals, raccoons, possums, and other large birds of prey. Yeah. And not surprisingly, they follow the rap and stereotype. Mm-hmm. They are scavengers, yep. and they'll primarily feed on carrion, which includes the dead animals ranging from mammals to reptiles and other birds. They have strong beaks that are adapted to tearing open the carcasses, but as they lack the ability to grasp and carry prey, so they have to eat it pretty much on site, mm-hmm. or sometimes you'll see them kind of struggling to get it out of the road so they can eat in peace on the side of the road. Yeah, and I've that's one of the things driving around I've seen where sometimes a trio will kind of drag it to like a median or the other side of the road to try and get it out so it's safe. Yeah. They may also feed on trash or other organic materials when they can't find enough roadkill. And so the way they find this roadkill is that black vultures have very keen eyesight. But they also may follow other scavenging birds like turkey vultures, which are much bigger, which actually have the keen sense of smell to find the food. Black vultures don't smell well enough, and so they're looking of like, where's that one going? Let's follow. And so they're a little bit of trying to steal it back and forth. Yeah. Usually they will soar above the turkey vultures so that they can keep an eye on them. It's just fascinating how animals adapt. And so when they get to a site, even though the turkey vulture is bigger, they'll try and gang up and kick mm-hmm. the turkey vulture off of the kill with multiple black vultures so they can feed on it at the same time. And I remember when I was servicing somebody's yard once, there was a deer that had like gotten stuck under the fence. It had died long before I or a while before I had gotten there. Like it was just the carcass of oh, it got stuck and couldn't get through. And like the, by the next week when I came back, like there was nothing left yeah. of that carcass. So they make fast work. They were all just clean bones. Yeah. Between ants and scavengers and all the other things that feed on it. It's amazing how fast they can do their work. And they're necessary for the ecosystem to break that stuff down. Um, a few years ago, I watched... I don't know if it was on Nature on PBS or if it was a Nat Geo special, but for a while, some of the cattle that was dying in India wasn't being broken down by the um, scavengers and specifically vultures. And some of the vultures were dying and they had to figure out what was going on because with their culture and their religion of cows being sacred they were having to transport all of the carcasses far outside the city and the smell was causing issues and other stuff. And because they had such a decrease in the vulture population, they were being overrun by the death of multiple animals and not just the cows. And it was fascinating to find out just how vital vultures are across the world in keeping things balanced yeah Yeah. and they can eat a lot in a single day which was also fascinating yeah 
So what are some of the fun facts we found about them? So like we just talked about, they're very important for the ecology. They keep their environments very clean by consuming all of the carrion or dead animals that could otherwise spread disease. And one-on-one at a carcass, black vultures lose out to turkey vultures and caracaras, but they can take over a carcass as a group. No. There's no I in team. Nope. (laughs) The oldest black vulture on record was over 25 years old. Which is a long time. Yeah. That's a scrappy vulture. Yeah. They look old to begin with. They do. I wonder how you tell visually how old it would be, but it was marked. But yeah. But yeah, they look like old folks. So when you see them, be grateful. Yeah. And like in Jungle Book, they're our friends. We hope you feel inspired to be someone who is more aware of the nature around you. We also hope that you have enjoyed this episode and learned something new about wildlife that may be around you. For more information about getting outdoors and to see our photos and videos of the wildlife we talked about, follow us on Instagram at a Porter Explorer and Get Outside Daily. To ensure you don't miss a future episode, be a subscriber to our podcast. A new episode comes out weekly. If you really liked it and are willing, please be one of our favorite people and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd love to see what you have to say. It helps spread the word so more can enjoy what is around them. And don't forget to tell your friends about what you've learned with us. Everyone wins when we spend more time with nature. You can find show notes for all our episodes at aporterexplorer.com slash podcast. Until next time, we encourage you to get outside daily to see what is around you and to get back to nature. Mm-hmm.